0: Learn how to build your faith in God's Word And live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time As you listen to the Senior Pastor Davis Christian Center Pastor Kingsley Sliokunquo And expect God's Word to work for you Thank you Jesus If He's your helper, lift your hand this morning Acknowledge Him as your helper He's your financial helper He's your marital helper He helps with your health, helps with your peace. You are our helper, oh God. You are our helper, oh God. You are an ever-present help in time of trouble. You are an ever-present help in time of need. Ever-present help in time of need. Thank you Lord Jesus Thank you Lord Jesus Thank you Lord Thank you Lord, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. One minute in your own voice and just talk to the Lord in your own words. Just acknowledge Him in your life this morning. Declare He is your helper. Declare He is your sustainer. He is the strength of your life. He is the lifter up of your head. He is your protector. He is your provider. He is an ever-present help in time of trouble. Mando Limbrada Sora Mandarada Bamore de Santa Yabarada Sora Bam Sedemo Mere de Mosa. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Pray, 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 pray. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed that Amen can be louder. Hallelujah, jam your hands together, give the Lord a big shout, celebrate our King. Woo! Glory to God, please take your seat. Hallelujah, praise God. All right, we've started a series last week titled Pulling the Plug from Anxiety, Fear, Depression, things like that. We are pulling the plug, and last week, um, I don't like how I'm sounding, guys. Some things, not something, sorry. And last week we did a, a poll um, of the things that cause us anxiety or stress. And um, do you still have my, do you still have, we'll be using that thing all through this month, so you better keep it. Do you have it? Put it up. That's what we'll be using most of the, the this month. So. so we did that poll. Most of you that were here, if you were not here, um, we did kind of a survey. And people were able to text in their, what was causing them anxiety. And uh, we got this thing on the screen, if you can see. The bigger ones means more people uh, picked that one. So um, from what we could see here, money was the biggest. <laughs> uh, our future was also big. Nigeria was big. Failure, marriage, and relationship, and buhari was there too. (laughs) Somebody put that. Or a lot of people put that. The baseline is that as human beings in this life, um, different things try to cause anxiety in our lives. Different things try to cause anxiety in our lives. And God has addressed it. You see, the biggest one is money. And like I said, before the end of the month, I'll probably take one Sunday and talk a bit and major on money. Uh, But you see, God is so wise. God is so wise. In our text scripture, God actually addressed, used money as the example. And God is so wise. He used money to address the issue of, you know, worry and not trusting him. Matthew 6, our text scripture, verse 25. He said, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. He said, don't think about your life. Can you imagine that? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So, okay. So, as I was saying, I'll be holding two of them. When I'm, when... All, right, so, um, All right. So, God being so interesting and so nice. i, li- I like this one. So I'm just you just sit down. Thank you. Try tried Correct it in second service. So, um, God said, take no thought for your life. Don't, don't even worry about your life. I mean, that is such a big instruction. He said, don't think about your life. And most of us as human beings, we take, we use our whole life to think about our life. And God is saying here, Jesus is instructing us here, take no thought for your life, and he gave example, all right? Now, God's in symbolisms, okay? And he normally uses examples. So, he said, he he, he spoke to the the most direct thing that most people are likely to worry about. And this, our survey confirmed that God was, the example was the best. He says, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor for your body what you shall put on, which is survival money money. In fact, if you read the scripture before this and after this, you will know that it was money he was even using as the main example. He so said, you can't serve God and mammon. Do you understand, guys? So, God was so on point. He knows human nature and he knows the thing that will cause you the most worry. Even though it's not your worry is not limited to money. Some of you, money is not your problem. But I understand that. But God knows that the most common example is money. And you know, the people of the world and unbelievers, they even make pastors feel bad for teaching about money don't realize that most people in church, their big problem, the main problem is money. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Jesus shared more parables about money than any other thing. Jesus Christ. So, you need to know that the world and Satan has their tactics of attacking us. They so say, why are you preaching about money? Because this survey, this survey shows that most people here have money problems. Or at least have anxiety about money. Praise God. So, he says, take take note of for your life, what you shall eat, and all that, all that. Now, I understand, and you need to understand also, that God is not just able to bless you financially. That's not what he's trying to do. There's more to your life. In fact, he also said it here, that there's more to your life than meat. There's more to your life than just what you will eat. So, in other words... When they say don't worry about your life, it includes all the other things that are currently causing you anxiety and worry and fear. God said you should not worry. It's an instruction. Like I said last week, it's even a sin for you to worry. Most people don't know that. It's a sin for you to worry. A sin is anytime you are doing something God has asked you not to do. That is what a sin is. So a sin is not until you are taking drugs. Until you are fornicating. That's no. those are sins also. But worry is also on that list. Because God has expressly said you should not worry. Expressly. And why did he say you should not worry? Because he is able to provide for you. Psalm 145 verse 16. God doesn't only provide money, he can provide anything that you lack. In fact, he's sustaining the whole earth. Not just you. He said, thou openest thine hand and satisfied the desire of what? Can you imagine that? He said, God, just by opening his hands, he satisfies the desire of every living thing. Every living thing. Not even just human beings. Every living thing are under his payroll. And he said, he satisfies their desire. Just by opening his hands. He satisfies their desire just by opening his hands. So there is no desire you are capable of having that God is not capable of supplying. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? There is nothing you can desire that God cannot provide. He is able to do it. He Just by opening his hands, he satisfies the desire of every living thing. Glory to God. I mean, is that not great news? So on our journey to taking care of worry, it covers everything, your desire. So it's not just money. It can be... Um, somebody to marry, it can be having children, it can be getting a job, it can be um, getting a visa, getting documents or whatever it is, getting a promotion at work, getting clarity about your life, getting a vision, getting ideas to move your business forward, you know, um, getting peace in your marriage. It can be anything. He said God can open his hand and satisfy that desire. So what are the steps? to eradicating worry from your life. What are the steps? Philippians chapter 4. We'll deal with one of them today. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Give me a version that says, be anxious for nothing. Okay. Look at this, guys. It says, do not be what... I can't hear you guys. Let's read together. One, to go. But by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present. That felt so good. Can we read it again? One, two, go. That still felt good. Let's do it one more time. Don't be anything. anything, but in every situation, by like prayer and petition, we thank you. Wow, that's a whole sermon by itself. Say, so be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious about what anything, anything at all. Whatever it is that is causing your anxiety, the first thing God is saying is that don't be anxious. God won't ask you to do something you cannot do, to make him an unjust God. That means it's possible to live a worry-free, stress-free life. It's possible. And as a Christian, that discipline is part of the disciplines you must imbibe as a Christian. To live a worry-free, stress-free life. He said, don't be anxious about anything at all. Anything at all. Now, and you need to realize, guys. You need to realize I've told you part of reasons why God doesn't want you to worry. Number one, it's, a, it's an insult to him. Second reason is that it stops you from receiving what God has for you. God doesn't just give instructions for giving instructions sake. He's not a bully. When God says things like, oh, don't get intoxicated, it's not because he doesn't like you to enjoy groove. He knows the impact of that action. When God is saying, um, you know, don't um, have sexual relations somebody you're not married to, he's Saying it for your good. Your obedience to God is not for God's good. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Because there see still too many religious people. Every day I encounter people like that when I'm talking to people or canceling them. Many people still think that the instructions of the Bible are for God's good. They think they are impressing God by living right. You are not impressing God by living right, you are helping yourself. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. God can never be impressed. You are living right for your own good. It will it will help you. Somebody gets what I'm saying. It will help you get the best out of life. So 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 when God says, "Don't worry," on that reason why He says you not worry is that when you are anxious and worrying you would never get what God has for you. Anxiety will rob you of God's best, will rob you of God's peace, will rob you of your health. He said, don't be anxious for anything. But he said, if there's anything that is trying to give you anxiety or stress, he said, what you need to do about it. Say, But in every situation that you are facing, he said, by what? Prayer and what? So, he's saying simply pray about it. If it's stressing you and worrying you, pray about it. Now, many people mix up what prayer means. You see, that is even why we will get people, even Christians, that will post things online saying that, oh, it's not only prayer you need or it's not prayer, you know, we have prayed and prayed. They don't understand Because they have a religious notion of prayer. They think prayer is just bringing your complaints to God. That's not what it's really about. Prayer is the most powerful force on this earth. He says, if there's anything stressing you, by prayer and petition. That means pray. I like the way he did it. He said, prayer and petition they look like the same thing, i mean If somebody gets what I'm saying? Now, if you know anything about God, he doesn't just repeat himself like that. He's always trying to paint a picture. When he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, on the surface, it looks like the same thing. But if you understand it, they are different things. If he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, one is physically, the other one is emotionally. He's saying, I won't leave you, I'm with you, and I'm also with you in, the, in my heart. So, so even if I'm not physically around, or you don't see me physically around, know that we're still connected. Because somebody can be with you physically and has left you. Hope you know. Ah, girls know that one. I <laughs> love girls everywhere. <laughs> I just, in fact, they, they know that one. <laughs> somebody can be dating you and invite you for his wedding. <laughs> he's dating you, he's there every day, but he invites you for, for his wedding. So somebody can be with you physically, but they have left you. So when they say, I will never leave you nor forsake you, they are saying, look, one is physical, the other one is emotional, I'm there. So when you see God talk like this, you know, he's not just repeating himself. What he's saying is that there is prayer and there is petition. So what most Christians know is the petition part of prayer, where you actually present what you request, which is not bad. Which is not bad. But that's not all prayer is about. There is the part of fellowship. There's the part of, you know, um, koinonia, which is a a, a fellowship with God. You see, the whole Bible is written on the understanding or premise that you have a living relationship with God. But the mistake people do is that they leave that part and they just start, you know, trying to get individual things. It's like going to a bank and you are discussing those of you that are in business or at least you're of adult age and you've had any transaction, when you go to a bank, you just see a bank that you've never entered before. And you enter that bank and you say, hey, I need a loan. What's the first thing they're going to ask you to do? Eh? (laughs) Do you have an account here? That's the first thing. That's the first thing. Imagine you just go to a bank and say, ah, I hear that you people give interest. They say, yes, we give interest for people that have fixed deposits or have other investment instruments in our bank. you know, not yeah, give me interest this week, please. They will ask you what again? Do you have an account here? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That's what we do to God. We just go to God and say, hey, find me your husband now, Lord. God will ask, do you have an account here? Are you in this family at all? Are you recognized here? You know why? Because everything they want to do for you will come through that account. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. If you don't have that account, they can't even give you the loan because they're not going to give you the loan in your pocket, in your hand. I don't know if you get what I'm saying, guys. So the whole of the Bible is written on the premise of a relationship. It's written on the premise that you as a believer, you already are walking in line with God's word. That's why we have so many people in churches, but they don't have the lifestyle of Christianity. They're they not, they not Christians in their lifestyle. Nobody in their, in their office knows they're born again. Nobody in their, in their neighborhood knows they're born again. But they are, because they're they living the same way they used to live. Nothing in them has changed. But they're always in church trying to get something. And they will be very frustrated. These are the people that stay in church for years, and after a while, they start criticizing pastors and churches. Because they'll be frustrated because they won't get anything out of, out of Christianity it doesn't work like that. It's based on the premise of a relationship. Everything is tied to that relationship. Everything will come to you based on that relationship you have with God. You can't just it's, 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 see <laughs> what's the difference if, my, if, if a child, any child passing in my street just come and tell me that his school fees is due. I would say, it is where with you. Do you understand? It means nothing to me. Now, if my own child comes and says the same statement, exactly the same statement, will my reaction be the same? Oh, the, that relationship makes what? The difference. That relationship. So, you, 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 you can't just come and, and, and just make petitions... To somebody you don't even know, you don't have a relationship with, it doesn't work like that, it's not magic. So, the first instruction God is saying is pray, pray, not complain, not murmur, not grumble, but pray. So, you present your request to God, you say, Hey, Lord, this is what I want, and if you have scriptures, because there's a biblical way to pray, if you have scriptures. That promises, see that's why I'm saying there must be first a relationship. So you already know what God says about the issue you are praying about. You're not just coming and complaining randomly. No, you are, you, you've already, because Bible said, God said, remind me. You know, say to me the things I've said to you. Bring it to my remembrance. You know, let's, let's negotiate. Let's, let's debate. Let's talk about it. So you must bring scriptures that promise you that thing. That, Lord, this is what you said in your word. And you present it to him in prayer. Prayer. And petition. You present it in prayer. Say, Lord, this is what I want. Or this is what I need. This is what is stressing me out. You know, I definitely need more more money. Or I, I, I need to sort out my rent. Or I need to sort out this and that and that. And... When you bring it to God in prayer, a few things happen in the place of prayer. This is how you know if you have made real connection in prayer. This is how you know. So anytime you don't have these things, then you need to go and revisit the whole prayer thing you just did. Anytime you make contact with God in prayer, three things are likely to happen. Go to the next verse, verse 7. Go to verse 7, guys. It says, When you pray, see what they say will happen. They said, What? And. And means it's connected to the other verse. Abi? Do we understand? They said, The moment you pray, what will happen is, And what? I can't hear you. And what? And the peace of God. What they mean by the peace of God is the peace that God gives. And the peace of God. We're talking about anxiety and worry here. You can't have it if you have really prayed. You can't have anxiety and worry if you have really prayed. Because anytime you really pray, one of the things they do for you is that they give you the peace of God which transcends or passes all understanding, he said, it will guard, that peace will guard your hearts and your minds in what? Please notice the last sentence. In what? It is for people that have a relationship. It's for people that have an account. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. It's not a random thing. He said, in Christ Jesus. So, you are already in Christ. This is not something, you are not begging God. You are already in Christ. You know your rights as a believer. You are already living the lifestyle of a believer. Listen, every obedience is a sign that you trust God. Every disobedience is a sign that you don't trust Him. So, you are already living a life of obedience to God. It's not just today that you need to have a need, that you are coming to God. It doesn't work like that. You're not a magician. Look at what it says. It said, and the peace of God, which passeth or transcends all understanding. Why they are saying that is because sometimes it doesn't make sense for you to have peace in the midst of the situation you are facing. Your rent is due in a week. How dare you have peace? They say it doesn't make sense because it's not a natural peace. It's a supernatural peace. As in the way Nigeria looks, very crazy. Inside it, you still have peace. That transcends what? Understanding. It doesn't make sense. That's why, that this, is this peace that made Jesus sleep on a boat that looked like it was going to drown. The disciples were so angry, they said, is it that you don't care? You're a wicked man. <laughs> care not that we perish? We are going to die here and you are sleeping. Why could Jesus sleep? On a boat that was going to, that looked like it was going to drown, is because it had that peace that doesn't make sense. It transcends understanding. They declare coronavirus pandemic. Why are you still having peace? That's why I was telling those people that are hiding at home be careful because you are entertaining fear, you are dining with fear. You might logicalize it anyhow you like. The baseline is fear. Be careful about dining with fear. Peace. Peace. It passes all understanding. Anytime you make real connection with God, they give you a receipt. Anytime you make a request, and the request goes through, they give you what? A receipt. Let me give you an example. You are anxious about ordering something. Maybe you... you, you you want to order something that you need tomorrow. And they're doing 24-hour delivery. But you need that thing tomorrow for something urgent, maybe an interview or a test. And you, and you need to order the thing. And you're anxious about it. The moment you go online, and either Jumia or Amazon or whatever you do, and you see that the transaction has gone through, they have not given you the package yet. They just gave you a receipt to show that it has gone through. The moment that happens, you receive what? Peace over that issue. You have not received the physical manifestation yet, but you have received a receipt that shows that your request has what? Been processed. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. That's how you know. Anytime you pray, if you really make a connection with God, He gives you peace. Say hello, because He's not a magician. What you're asking for, He might not be able to bring it that minute you pray it. He's not a magician. It's magic that does that. And all magic is illusion. It's not real. I hope you know that. So, he's not a magician. You say, I need a husband. If your request has been processed, it doesn't mean as you are sleeping in your house, your roof will break. Boom! One man will just fall. Hey! Just hit my... <laughs> he just fell on your, on your bed. With engagement ring in his hand. You know, that's not what is going to happen. Am I correct? Or you are praying for a job. And suddenly, you just hear a knock on your door. Back, 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 back. Who is speaking? Who is there? Zenith Bank. <laughs> say, we brought your employment letter and everything to your house. Is that what's going to happen? No. So, whenever you pray about anything that is, you're worried about, God will give you a receipt to say your request has been processed. It's called peace. That's what we give you. Hallelujah. And that peace Is what will make you be calm. Everybody will be panicking. Hey, see, you're getting old. Hey, time is going. Hey, we're in November already. You'll be so peaceful. You'll be so calm because you know something they don't know. It's a supernatural. That's why you must not let people panic you because they have not received the peace you have received over this issue. So, there are tendencies to panic you. That, hey, are you sure this is taking long? Go and look for Babalao. Go and look for this man. Go and look for that person. Uh, you know, sleep with him. Doesn't matter. Move into his house. All kinds of advice. Because they don't have the peace you have. So, number one is peace. The second thing that God gives you. Oh, some psalm 16 verse 11 so this is why you must make real connection in prayer guys this is why you must make real connection in prayer it's not just this it's not family devotion i'm talking about i mean you are you personally with god you have a prayer time you have a prayer altar you 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 grow in the things of the spirit if you are here you're born again christian you still don't pray in tongues so i'm wondering what, what i mean are you making any progress spiritually at all you're still praying our father which are to heaven is that what you're still praying that's a template They didn't didn't really expect that you'd be repeating that exact word every day. God is not a religious God. He wants a relationship. Which which person person is in a relationship with somebody and you say the same words already memorized every day? Good morning, Solomon. How are you? Have you eaten today? Thank you very much for calling me. God bless you. (laughs) Every day. After a while, he will not pick your call again. I have somebody that sends me a message like that. I don't answer him again. First few times, I didn't know. They send the same message. Happy Monday. Then on Friday, happy weekend. Then on Sunday, happy Sunday. Ah, after a while, I said, my brother, this work is too much. <laughs> Same message. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I beg you. And it's so consistent. And in my mind, I'm thinking, if he can be talking to God this faithfully, <laughs> it would be better for him than talking to me. Look at it. It says, thou will show me what? The path of life in thy what? Presence is what? Fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are what? So, the next thing that happens when you enter his presence is that he will show you the path of life. Direction. When you make connection with God in prayer, first thing he gives you is peace. Tell you, look, relax. This thing is not a job you want, is it not a good house you want? relax take peace chill that that allows you to wait because waiting for something is one of the most difficult things ever I mean, who can witness patience the patience part of anything is the hardest part your body will be preparing you especially when other people they are calling other people's flights they are wondering say this Arik a still fly today i come before all these people <laughs> i came before these people now but that peace is what allows you to stay you are calm you are not envious of other people that their own have come. When you see a Christian that is envious, he has not made connection with God because he has no receipt of peace. He's worried that other people's own is affecting his own. See, he he opens his hands and satisfies the desire of what? Every living. Your own can never reduce my own. Can never. Where we are getting it from, the supply is endless. Endless, unlimited. Are you here, Somebody? unlimited source never finish he, will, he say, you will show me the path of life, some translations say you show me the path in life you see, because God is not a magician, what you are praying for he will need to order your steps to it because he's not a magician, some things are not going to come to you, see, if you are praying for a dream job, you need to at least apply to that place sometimes so he will find a way to connect you Find a way to bring that information to you. Find a way to speak to you, to guide you, so that you can meet with your blessing. Ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, if you're a Twitter person, I have to twitter account. If you're a YouTube person, see, and why I'm saying this is not because I'm, I'm doing anything with your followership. It just doesn't make sense if you are not connected to the person that is speaking over your life. On, on, on Instagram, I have, I have over 450,000 followers. Then you, you are here. As 450,000 people think that there's something they can get from me, you, that I see me every day, you think there's nothing to... You are weird. You are weird. I, I, I kid you not. So who are you following if you are not following me? <laughs> you are coming to this church. Yeah, very weird. What was I saying before? What was I saying before? What was I saying? <laughs> thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Those weird people just annoyed me. That's <laughs> why. So there's a couple that I met at our London Loves It and Marriage seminar. So if you hear their story, you understand. See, God needs to guide you. He's not a magician. This is where many Christians miss it. They just shout to God every day. God, you must do it. God, do it. I call the angel. I shout. Oh, God, do it. After you shout, what you are telling God is not as important as what he wants to tell you. So many people think that by their much talking, God will hear. If I bombard God, if I trouble him, he will hear. The Bible says your father knows that you have need of these things. He said "Don't, don't be like the Pharisees that think that by their much talking, they will convince me to move. DJ, can you find those scriptures for me? I think it will help somebody. Since I learnt these things. Eh? If you see me praying, you, 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 you might be angry. I don't shout at God. I see, I already know he loves me. Everything is on the basis of relationship. He, lo- he wants the See, he even wants, how will I say it? He, he loves me more than I love me. I don't know if you understand. If you have worked with God a bit, you would have realized that when you are aiming for this way, by the time he comes, he will say, you were aiming too small. What I want to do for you is more than this thing. So, if you have worked with God like that, you will stop doing gra-gra with him. As you are bringing your request, you are, you are, you are open because you know that he usually would like to what? Upgrade it. Say this is what are you this one? Yeah, come, come up, up, up. This request is too small. Flat, two-bedroom flat. Come on, duplex. You, you forbid duplex. Is somebody get what I'm saying, sir? I don't bombard Why are you shouting at God? What is he? What scripture, what did I say before I said this? There's all I want to say. <laughs> Thank you. He said, But when you pray, use you not know what? Vain repetitions. Hey, oh God, do it, oh god, do it, oh god, do it, oh god, do it, oh god, do it's vain repetitions. He said, as he did not do for they think that they shall be heard for what they are much speaking. That's why. See, I hope I'll have the time to enter it today. Which time they're showing me time up, they're joking. <laughs> Because when you really pray, you really have no business repeating the same prayer. You have no business. I, I, I hope I'll get to get that. So, so it's not by much talking. What your, your father already knows that you have need of these things. So when you go to him, you, are, you should be more interested in what he has to say to you. And he speaks to you sometimes through the scriptures. Sometimes you might come to church like this and you will hear something. It might not even be the way the person was speaking it. But to give you the key that you need. Some other times he won't even tell you, he will direct you. Let me show you what I mean. Ubuna, come. Let me show you what I mean. Sometimes, if he wants to give you that microphone, he can say, Ubuna, there's a microphone on that pulpit. Go and take it. Go and take it. That's one way. Come back. Okay, show them. Keep the microphone back. Some other times, eh? He won't bother to tell you. He will just hold your hand and say, follow me. So he will take you like this. Say, come here. Come to DCC. He said, but that pastor, he doesn't look serious. God will say, shut up. Follow him. And come. So you come. You say, stand here. You stand. You say, join this department. You two will join. He said, but I don't like ushering. I don't like standing. My knee is painting me. He said, shut up. I've healed your knee. Stand here. And you don't know what he's doing. But he's leading you. Sometimes he tells you, sometimes he just guides you, then he will bring you here. He will now bring you here. And all the while you have been praying for a microphone. Maybe you get here, you will now look down. And what do you see? And you grab it. Many people, they love blessings you have in your hand now. You didn't know that it was God guiding you. He was guiding your every move. (laughs) Some part of the journey even looked bad. Some bad things even happened. And what the devil planned for evil, God turned it around for good. (laughs) Hallelujah. God turned it around for good. Some of you, that's why that relationship broke. Because there's somebody better ahead. Some of you, that's why you lost the job. Because there's a business inside you that the world needs. Some of you, that's why you got evicted from where you live. Because that area will soon flood. (laughs) It needs to move you to a better area. Hallelujah. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Some of you, that's why they rejected your visa. Because the country you wanted to go in, you will suffer there. It will show you on that country, you will go. That might not be the first option in your mind, but it's the best option for your life. (laughs) Somebody getting what I'm saying? So, when you really make contact with God in his presence, he guides you. So, I was talking about that couple that I met. Don't play keyboard yet, David. You, You have met your own wife, just relax. So, I, I, I did the, the, reason why I'm talking about Instagram was that I did, I did a live interview with them on Instagram. That's what I'm saying, that if you're here and you don't follow me, I don't even know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. So, um, I did a live um, Instagram for them. So, they were sharing their story with me. I remember clearly that they both shared how they even met me at all. That a few weeks, the girl said, just a few weeks before I was coming for the London program, she stumbled on my video on YouTube. And she said, ah, this man teaches so well. How come I had never known this man? She has been a Christian for years, over 17 years, and she had never heard of me, never met me. So she just met me two, like two, three weeks on, on YouTube and said, ah, I like this man's teaching. And she went on Google and searched my name and they directed her to do my Instagram page. This is all is for the first time. She said she was not on Instagram. Listen, she said she was not on Instagram. And the moment she clicked my page, the first thing she saw on my Instagram page was the London program being advertised. And she was in London. Now, see what the miracles God did to give her her husband. London program. So, immediately she registered for the program that she was coming. Now, her husband also had sent me, he too just met me not so long from that time. He also sent me an Instagram, that he searched on Instagram and saw that I was coming to London. He said, ah, he was telling the message, I hope I'm still coming, that he's interested in that program. Now, both of them registered and they were going to come. Now, the guy said he normally drives in London. And when he's going to a far place like that, he likes to drive. Because he will visit all his friends around that area while he's there. So, he said that day, he drove and got to this train station. And for a weird reason, he felt like parking his car. He didn't know why. You see, sometimes God doesn't tell you. He just guides you. He'll be making you do something. You don't even know why. Why did I come and stand here now? You don't even know why. You just stand somewhere. So, he he normally drives. He likes to drive. He parked his car that day and entered the train. So, as he entered the train, yes, this is the couple. (laughs) They They met exactly one year ago at the London Conference. We did it in October. So they met in October in London, and they are married now. They married about um, seven or eight months after. So they are married now. So um, he said that they entered train. Then, as he entered train, he used certain of GPS to find the venue when he got near to the place, and the GPS directed them wrongly, directed him wrongly, to the back one r- riverside, that is not the place. And when he got there, the girl too, pressed GPS. The GPS also directed her. somebody getting what I'm saying? God is not a magician. The thing you are praying for is around. It's just that you must be in a relationship with him so that he can guide you. She too, she put the same GPS, it took her to that same place. Riverside, dead end, lonely road. So when he got there and saw her too, looking for her phone, he just said, are you going for Pastor Kingsley's program? She said, yes. He said, he too, that's what you're looking for, but it seems that the GPS is giving them wrong direction. They said, yes. So put them now looking for the venue together. So they now found the venue, came for the program. After the program, on his way out, he greeted everybody. He said, as he greeted everybody, on table, there were three or four ladies at the door. So he greeted them and left. As I we was leaving, something told him, you didn't greet the last lady. And that was the same lady he, he met earlier on. So he came back just to greet her. Ah, sorry, I didn't greet you. So he greeted her. And the lady said, oh, good evening. And he said, oh, are you going? He said, yes, let's be going. Now, she assumed He drove. But as they were walking, they now walked to the train station together. And, of course, as they were walking, they were talking. And they were, the train they were entering was also going the same direction, just that they had different stop boys. So they had ample time to talk. And as they talked and talked and talked, they started exchanging details. And at one point, the guy forgot to tap in. So if you, if you have been to London, you know what that means. The guy forgot to tap in to uh, enter the station. So the lady said, oh, I'll help you. I have a day pass. So she helped him. So that uh, Basically, they became friends from there. And in less than a year... They started a relationship. Did six months cancelling, and they are married now. One year, everything was rounded up. Meeting, cancelling, six months cancelling. <laughs> you see, she, she she didn't have to do two months fake cancelling. No, she still did her normal six months cancelling in her church. It's so similar to our own church. We have minimum six months too. Meeting, cancelling, and marriage all in one year, even during pandemic. What it you concern God, concern pandemic. God doesn't care, he can do whatever he needs to do, whether pandemic or not. But a lot of miracles, if you, if you, the story is still on my IG, this thing. A lot of miracles happened that look like coincidences. But God made them meet. Because she said, when they got to the door, they asked them, Are you together? They said no. So they, they entered differently and they couldn't find themselves, so they didn't sit together. So they almost would have missed themselves because she was thinking, Ah, this guy didn't even come again. So they would have missed themselves and gone home. But you see, she was standing at the door exactly when he was going. And when he left, something told him he didn't greet everybody. You think all those things are just chance happenings? Do you know how many people these things like this happen to and they don't do exactly what they should do and miss something important? They're happily married today. So the thing you are looking for is near you, but he said when you pray, he will show you the path in life. There's a path. There's a path for every life. That's what I'm trying to say here. You know, you know in um, Proverbs 4, he said, um, 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 The path of the just. There's a path. There's a road for you in this life. But you need to follow that road. And on that road, everything you need in life is on that road. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. The, that, that's why you can't compete with anybody because it's a different road for everybody. You can't spy somebody's notes. It's a different. Now, that girl said. That, thank God, she invited all her friends. Normally, when she goes for programs like that, they go in group, all her friends. That she invited all her friends, none of them came. And she said, said this has never happened. It's very unusual. That, and she said, thank God they didn't come. Because if they had come, they would have been in group, and probably she wouldn't have met that guy. Or they wouldn't have had that kind of time to talk. The guy actually say he invited many people. That even his friend had told him we follow him. On that day, the friend now said, mm, I'm not going. God did plenty miracles to make sure both of them met and married. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? There's a path in life. So whenever you pray, one of the things that happens, God gives you direction. Sometimes direction might not even look like it's connected to what what you're praying about. But you see, there's a relationship, so you obey him. You obey him. You obey him. He'll start leading you. There's provision for you. But you have to obey him. The third thing that God gives you I have to round up here. After he gives you peace, he gives you the path of life, go back to Psalm 16. He says, DJ, quickly, quickly, quickly. He says, and and thy presence, in thy presence is what? Fullness of joy. The third thing he gives you is fullness of joy. When he gives you peace, The moment you pray, that's the first receipt they give you that your prayer has been processed. The second thing they give you is direction. It might not come in the next day. It's not not day by day. Sometimes it might take months before the direction comes. When the direction comes, you see, you don't yet have it, but since you have the wisdom for it, joy comes. So you are even happier than the person that has it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's why a child of God really should, should not be depressed if they are in touch with God. Anytime depression and anxiety is jumping on you, it means you you have been distancing yourself from God. That's what it means. Are you here, somebody? It said, fullness of joy. And once this tree is complete, what's on the right-hand side? I can't hear you. What's on the right-hand side? I can't hear you. What's on the right-hand side? It means your requests. You will get your requests. And when you get it, you'll be very happy. Pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. In closing, in closing, go back to Philippians 4. Quickly, quickly, guys. In closing. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in every situation by prayer and petition with what? Now, every time you have really prayed, the sign from your own end, the sign from your own end that you are in faith is that you will do it with what? Thanks. So we never grumble to our God. When you drop, when you bring your request and drop your request, you drop it with thanksgiving. So, thanksgiving is the platform that you carry your request on. Why are you thanking God? You are thanking God because you know you have brought it to the last bus stop. This is the last place you need to bring this thing to. This God won't refer you to any other person. He won't direct you to another person. He's the one that can solve it you bring it with thanksgiving. The mistake many people do is that when they bring their prayer request, after the time of prayer, they take it back. When they come to church and they pray, after the prayer, they take it back. i are going to come again. Bring down your daughter. Come. So this jotter is his prayer request. I'm God. So he give, gives it to me. Do like you're talking to me. I'm praying. Yes, I've received. Thank you. Be going. Some people, instead of them to go. After they pray, they will take the problem and go how do you know you've taken it back? If, you, if after you pray, you are still worrying about it, then the problem is still with you. Still with you. Still with you. The way you know you have prayed right is that when you pray right, you drop the problem with God. and say, Lord, this is what's concerning me, and I give, it, I give this issue to you today. He said, casting all your cares upon him. All. No matter what it is, bring it. Bring it up. First Peter, he said, cast in all. How many of your cares? All. all. When you come, say, cast it upon Him. Cast. Casting all, not one, all. So if you have ten, cast all. Why? For He. If He cares for you, then you are carefree. Carefree. You have no care in this world. You don't worry about your children. God has them. You don't worry about your business, God has it. You don't worry about your future, God has it. You get what I'm saying? You cast your cares upon him and you are free. Burden free. No stress. Hallelujah. But well, if you are still worrying about that issue, then it means the thing is still with you. Are you ready to pray this morning? Can we rise to our feet in one minute? You can play the keyboard now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Brother Sata. Do you have any cares you just want to live for him today? Have a care you want to live for him. Lord, we cast our cares today. We will not pick it up again. We will not worry about them again. We receive that deposit of peace. We receive that deposit of peace.